Lucy has pulled the football. My weekly market review, September 25th, 2022. For years, corporate America and stock market investors could rely on the Federal Reserve to have their back. Ridiculously low borrowing costs turbocharge stock prices, especially those of profitless and sometimes mindless tech companies. The Fed's interests were aligned with those of the likes of Apple, Tesla, and Microsoft, but also with those of regular people pouring money into their 401k every two weeks. The Fed's extended purchase of mortgage bonds drove up home prices, delighting homeowners. Everyone was a winner. Well, everyone except would-be first-time home buyers who watch prices soar out of their reach, and savers and those living on fixed income investments for whom income dried up to pretty much zero. A whole generation of stock market participants learned to reduce their investment time horizon from decades to hours. Others learned to sink money into all sorts of nonsense and some even made a quick buck out of it for a while. This was all brought about by the orgy of easy money that the Fed created. But Lucy has now pulled the football. The stock market's ex-sugar daddy has deleted and blocked its phone number. The Fed's job has never been to prop up the stock market. It just so happened that, for a good while there, the interests of the two were joined at the hip. But not anymore. The cavalry ain't coming this time. Markets were due for a relief bounce following the steep declines of the past couple of weeks. And that started happening on Monday as there were some light positives from corporate earnings and guidance, Ralph Lauren, for example, while old-school BTFDers and short covering helped all of the broad indexes rally coming into decision day. However, the announcement from the Fed when it arrived on Wednesday afternoon of the 0.75% increase in the Fed funds rate, and particularly the tone of Fed Chair Jay Powell's subsequent press conference, confirmed that the Fed continues to be wedded to an extremely hawkish stance, and it was reiterated yet again, just in case there's anyone left for whom this hasn't sunk in yet, that even if we have already seen peak inflation, which is itself far from certain, and the consumer price index CPI readings do start to trend lower from here, that is not even close to what the Fed needs to see in order to change its monetary policy. They will require multiple months of consistently falling inflation and their 2% target CPI rate appearing realistic before they will ease up on their current stance. None of us heard anything really new or surprising here, but some people need to be told things over and over before they finally absorb it especially when what they are being told directly conflicts with what they yearn for, i.e. an end to all this bearish risk-off environment and a return to a nice, easy, steadily rising stock market. Fed officials did out-hawk us all, however, with their frankly quite astoundingly front-loaded expectations of what comes next in their summary of economic projections, the so-called dot plot. The median forecast within the Fed is for the Fed funds rate to rise to 4.4% by the end of this year, then up to 4.6% early in 2023, with some members of the committee thinking quite a bit higher. 
As recently as June, these median numbers have been respectively 3.8 and 3.4%. If accurate, these latest projections would mean a total of still another 1.5 percentage points of rate increases from here. That puts a fourth straight 0.75% hike very much on the table for the next meeting in November, just six days before the US midterm elections, and then maybe even extending the streak to five in the one after that in December. The market's expectation for the terminal rate, the Fed funds rate at the time the Fed stops raising rates, is now about 4.62% and rising. After initially meandering higher during the announcement, perhaps based on an element of relief that the hike was not a full percentage point, markets turned sour and spent the last part of Wednesday falling hard. The scenario of a no recession outcome to what we are seeing is becoming less and less likely, and the growling bears immediately turned their eyes hungrily on the 2022 S&P 500 lows of June 16th. That's 3,666 as their next destination. By the end of yet another brutal Friday session to close the week, we were almost there, 3,693. Investors will now turn their attention to the Q3 earnings season next month, and it could be tough for stocks. A bleak warning last week from Ford Motor Company about its upcoming earnings built on the previous week's dismal commentary from FedEx. The major indexes have still not yet priced in a material economic slowdown in the US and or a really bad Q3 earnings season. If both of these come to pass in a substantial way, the stock market could easily sink a lot further and still not be at compelling value. Remember, however, that neither scenario is a given and it could be that both are avoided. But these are the factors that need to be top of mind for investors in the coming weeks. Keep an eye on them. Or let me do it for you and just read and listen to my report each week. To end on a slightly more positive note, while the last few weeks have been undoubtedly painful, much of the baseless, naive hopes of a quick resolution to all of the economy's issues and imminent falling interest rates have now all been tossed in the garbage and we may possibly be back to having a stock market that is more sensibly and accurately priced.